Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very, very exciting. I was meant to record this last night, but that that was never going to happen in the state that I was in yesterday morning. How I even managed to get through yesterday is a miracle. And not only got through, I thrived yesterday. Like, hungover me put herself to work. I did so many things yesterday. Basically, on Friday night, we were... I'll do the life update first. If you couldn't guess, that's where this is going. Um, we went to the pub on Friday night. Well, no. No, we didn't. I got back from uni. I did a little bit of uni work, because that is very productive. Did a little bit of uni work. I then was like, you know what? Why don't we have a drink, Maisie? So we had a glass of wine. So then we had two glasses of wine. So then we had three glasses of wine. And by the third glass of wine, I was like, let's go to the pub. We need to go to the pub. So got ready. It was lovely. I was having a great time. I was, it's been a very stressful week. I've cried a lot this week. And so I was like, we need to let off some steam. So we went to the pub where we got more wine. And whilst at the pub, we were like, let's go clubbing. It would be so funny because we were just not in like clubbing outfits whatsoever or anything like that. So we went to a club, but the club wasn't that good. I can't lie. I wasn't a fan of the music. Mm, I mean, maybe it was, maybe I was just really drunk. I don't know. It was okay. It was just not really, not really, I don't know, not really what I wanted to listen to. You know, I feel like I can be quite a fussy drunk person and it just wasn't what I was wanting. But we got to the club and we were dancing and it was really fun. And then we came back, like we were literally maybe at the club for an hour tops. It was really not that long. And then we came back and then I woke up on Saturday morning. Jesus Christ. I have not felt that. I, You know, yesterday I didn't really feel, feel hungover. I felt more just out of it. Like, when I woke up, I was definitely still drunk. A hundred percent I was still drunk. I was sober, but, like, should not, would not drive a car. Would not trust me to look after something important, if that makes sense. I was just a bit out of it. Um, and then, around three, no, then at two, I had a meeting. A meeting with my seminar group, because I'm leading a seminar this week. And I was just like, kill me now. I cannot speak to you all. And I, we had like, an, it was a really good conversation. Like we had, I have a really interesting set seminar this week. It's on equity, which I'm really, it's going to be really interesting. Um, and so I had that, which I had to somehow get through. And whilst I'm on the Zoom call, who do I see in the background of my background call? I have put my teddy, like she's called Lulu. And I put her and she was just sat up on my pillows, just, you know, chilling as she always is. She's in the back of the Zoom call which means everyone saw her. And I'm already the youngest there. So not only am I the youngest, most inexperienced, but I also have a teddy bear in the background. So yeah, that's really fun. We love that for me, but it's fine. We're just moving on from that slight little digression. It's okay, it happens. If they're judging me on it, I will fight them. I'm joking, I won't really, but it's fine. We're okay with that. But then yesterday I managed to get a load of work done, which was very productive. I don't know how good the work was, but I did it. And so I'm proud of myself for doing it. And then... And then, and then, and then, me and Anna were like, we want to do something, but I don't know what we wanted to do. But we wanted to go see the lights. We wanted to do something a bit festive, you know, just a little bit Christmassy. And so we went to Oxford Street and we looked at all the Christmas lights and it was very, very, very festive. And then we not only did we do that, then we walked to South Bank and we got food from there. Although, South Bank Christmas Market, mm, it's really cute, it's really, really cute, but there's not a lot of food options. Like, 
I think because the Manchester one's so big, like, I was expecting big things. Um, but it's pretty small, to be honest. It's not it's not as good. Like, the South Bank one is not as good as the Christmas markets in Manchester. But the Christmas markets in Manchester are so great. I'm kind of sad I won't get to see them this year. I should have gone... Although, Christmas markets, like... I don't know what it is, but I don't... I don't want to say I don't like them. That would sound like a Grinch. But they all just sell the same stuff over and over and over again. It's just different variations of the same thing. And, like, I saw this post and it was about, like, the Kingdom of Sweets. You know, the American sweet shop. Just, like, a small bag of sweets. It costs £22. £22. I can't afford that lifestyle. I can't afford my current lifestyle. So I definitely cannot afford that lifestyle. So kind of not sad that I'm not going because I would just spend a load of money. But the food is so cute and nice and... Maybe there must be a better Christmas market in London. I need to have a little look, but there definitely will be. There'll be something there. But then whilst we were at the market, I got burrito, if you are interested. It was great. Um, whilst we were at the Christmas market, then we sat down and, like, you, I don't know if you guys saw my Instagram stories, but there was, like, loads of lights on trees and everything. And we were sat there, and there was, like, a saxophone player, and he was playing the Spanish music, and all these couples were dancing, and me and Anna were dancing, and it was just really wholesome vibes and then we went and like we crossed the bridge and as we were crossing the bridge um these like violinists were playing and you know when it was just like we just heard so many buskers last night so many like street performers and it was just very exactly what I needed I needed a because when you're hungover I think it's a trick to think you should stay in all day you shouldn't stay in all day because you will just feel more shit like you wasted your day so I feel like I had a very very lovely day yesterday and I really enjoyed it. Me and Anna then came back, get ready for this for a cute evening, came back and it was like nine because we didn't leave the house until six because I was unable to, I, no, there was no chance I could have left this building before 6pm. We got on the tube, came back home, then we did yoga together, <laughs> stop, and then we played We're Not Really Strangers, which I wish I could play that game with all of you. Maybe I'll do a podcast episode where I play the game, maybe that would be interesting. I love that game so much. It has such interesting conversations. It's about, oh, I just... Like, one of the questions was like, when was the first time you experienced failure and why? Or, no, when was the first time you realised you weren't invincible and why? Or, like, what's something that you wish I could learn this month from you? And I just I just think it's just a lovely question. I just... I really like the game. It was expensive to get. Jesus Christ. I paid a lot of money for that game. Because I got it, like... <laughs> I was one of the original finders of it. <laughs> no, it wasn't really, but I got it early. I got it like quite a few years ago, which meant I had to order it in from America and pay the shipping fee. It was a lot of money, a lot of money, but it's okay. We've got it now and it is really cute. I'm excited for Maisie to come back and then we can all play it at three and that'll be very, very, very wholesome. But today it is Sunday. It's been raining all week in London, which is a bit shit, but it's fine. It's getting into winter now. So it's the least that we can expect. And so, oh my god, it's nearly a month till Christmas and I've got no Christmas presents. I have not bought anything for anyone. Oh dear, that's fine. Not going to stress about it right now, that's fine. Oh my god, guys, what am I going to do? Who am I going to buy stuff for? Uh, that's horrible. Anyway, it's Sunday and it's sunny. And currently, obviously I'm recording the podcast, it's 9am. Then I'm going to meet my friend and we're going for bagels, which is really exciting. Really, really exciting. We were meant to move into the same house. But it just didn't work out. But, like, she's really, really lovely and I wanted to stay in touch. And so now we're meeting up to go for a bagel together at Brick Lane. And that is so cute. That is so cute. I'm excited about it. If you can't tell, I'm very excited. And I'm going to come back 
to be like a quick hour's outing, come back, and my, I'm going to sit down and finish my essay. I have to finish my essay today, guys. I have to. Not optional. That is my only... By the end of the day, if I have finished that, I will be very, very happy. I also... Last quick two-minute conversation about last weekend, because obviously I recorded the podcast so early. There's so many things for me to, to tell you guys about that have happened, but last weekend in Manchester was really nice. It was really nice seeing Louis. It was like... It was just nice. It was just a really nice weekend. But anyway, that's, I feel like that's old news. That's very boring. It's gone. Been there, done that. We don't need to talk about it anymore because it's so ages ago. This week has been hard. Not going to lie. This week has been really hard. I have cried three times. Which, when they were quite intense cries, that is enough. Like, they were not your little average cry people. They were... It, it was a big cry. It was a big cry. It was a big, 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 big cry. I just was so overwhelmed and anxious about life because not only was I overwhelmed and anxious about the modules that I'm picking, I also was really overwhelmed about like the fact that when I leave uni, obviously I'm going to have to get a job. Like, will I get a job? I don't know. Yes, I will get a job. This was all just in my head, but I just called my mum up sobbing on Thursday being totally transparent with you all, I was sobbing. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. This is really hard. I think this is the thing. I find making decisions, it's an ADHD thing, but I think it's also just a me thing. I find making decisions really, really tricky. I will weigh up the pros and the cons and I won't have a good gut feeling about things. I'll just feel really shit and sick and uh, I won't know what to do. And I just get more panicked and more panicked and more panicked and I ask more and more people and I just get more and more and more and more stressed. And then it just gets too much and I just feel really overwhelmed with everything that's going on and then it's just, I just end up crying. Like just not a bit crying either. And mum even was like, I knew you were going to have a bad day today because the first thing I texted her at like 8am was, I'm feeling really stressed today about uni. Really stressed. You know sometimes when you just wake up and you're just panicking. Yeah, it was one of those days. It was definitely one of those days. But that's okay because we're through this week and it's the weekend now and I got through it and that's the main thing. You know, sometimes you just got to get through these things and it does get better in the end and it has got better. Like I already feel less stressed about it, which is really nice and I know it's going to be okay. I just need to not stop overthinking it all, you know, which is way easier said than done. But I know that I'm on the right path and I know realistically it's not going to make or break. Like I will be okay regardless of what happens. This is why I'm doing this week's episode on self-sabotage, because I do feel like I almost entirely self-sabotaged myself this week with my negative self-talk, not believing that I could do it. Just having so much stress and anxiety about my future, I almost completely wrote everything off and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, even with You've Got Mail, I had a moment where I was like, there's a lot of things going on right now and something is going to drop. And I don't know what, so I don't know if I can do the podcast anymore. Which was a silly thing to think, because the podcast is something that I really enjoy doing. And gives me, like, frees up my head. It's just good for me to do it. I know it's really good for me to do it. But, oh, it was a heavy week. It was one of those weeks where I was just like, I felt like I needed my mum. Which is such a childish thing to say. But I just felt like I needed my mum. I just felt like I needed... Oh, I just needed a hug, like, from my mum. That would have been the best case scenario but that cannot happen when we're away when we are not at home i'm excited to see them though i see them in three weeks which is another reason why i need to hurry up with my essay oh. mm. 
It's okay. No stress. We're not stressing. We're not stressing. But onto the topic of this week's podcast, which, as I said, is self sabotaging. So today we are talking about self sabotaging. So self sabotaging. If you're not sure what it is, it's I, the best way to describe it. Really, is the act of destroying or undermining something in a kind of unseen manner so it's not really obvious what you're doing it's not like oh I'm gonna uh, I can't think of a good example it's not really overt what you're doing it's not really kind of obvious it's not like you're saying oh I don't want to study anymore so I'm not going to go to university it's it's not like you're doing that it's like these things that you want to do these things that you know you should be doing these things that you are passionate about for example going to university let's say you I'm using university as an example here So let's say you go to university, but then you have so much negative self-talk about your belief system and what you believe you can do and what you believe you can't do and your capabilities that then you start to belittle your self-esteem, you start to belittle your confidence, which means that you start to almost self-sabotage yourself because you stop yourself from studying, you stop yourself from having the confidence to do what you think you want to do, and it leads in this really vicious, nasty cycle of self-talk, and then you stop revising, and then you fail the exams, all because you have self-sabotaged yourself out of that experience. When you were entirely capable all along, it's just the negative self-talk and the negative self-belief that you have about yourself that perpetuates this negativity and failure mindset, if that makes sense. And I think self-sabotaging is something that I didn't really understand the importance of, and I didn't really understand where, like, the impact that it could have on someone, because I, I, I didn't realise the impact that I could have on myself through my negative self-talk. I didn't realise these massive, like, issues and worries and stresses that I had, how much worse I was making them by the way I was talking about them to myself, the way I believed, the things I believed about myself, just all of these different things that I didn't realise how much that was impacting who I was and how much that was impacting my belief system and everything altogether. I think the way that I've self-sabotaged myself in the past is kind of, I don't know, I think I have so many different experiences and there's so many different ways that you can self-sabotage yourself. I think relationships and friendships is an area where I am definitely keen to self-sabotage myself with there and then work and study is another area where I'm like definitely able to self-sabotage myself and lead myself into an area where it's so much worse and I make myself so miserable that I just don't think I can do it anymore and then I just don't do as well as I could have done if I'd have believed in myself and actually have done the work that I wanted to do and not have been so stressed because when you are stressed your mind doesn't work as well and I would have been so much of a better I would have been in so much of a better headspace if I had realized these different things and it would have been really I just wish I'd identified these like self-sabotaging behaviors that I had earlier on and so that throughout my university career and everything then I'd have been better at identifying these negative things and identifying that I could do them and identifying this negative self-talk because sometimes it still slips through the net And sometimes I'm still so anxious about the negative outcome happening that I'll make the negative outcome happen. And I've spoken about, I don't think it's like manifesting the negative outcome. Maybe it is, maybe it is manifesting it. I don't honestly know. I think that's something for you to decide for yourself whether this worry and anxiety about something makes you manifest a more negative outcome. But 
I do think that's a bit of a worrying line of thought when you do get really worried and you do overthink a lot of things. And I don't really believe that that's the case. I don't think just because I worry about things, I don't think that makes it happen. I think it's this belief that they are going to happen, that they're almost inevitable, that not questioning whether things are inevitable or not, that's what kind of perpetuates them actually occurring. I think with a lot of things, like with friendships or... Like, the other week, I fully convinced myself that I had no friends. Like, I fully, fully, fully convinced myself that I had no friends in London. I convinced myself that my housemates, who were some of my closest friends, convinced myself that they didn't actually like me, that they were just housemates, that they just had to be friends with me, that, like, I didn't actually know anyone, that I was just on my own. Like, it was awful what I convinced myself. And I was just like... I may as well just accept this and be happy on my own and not worry about it. And, like, it's all fine, not stressing. It's fine. It's okay. And, like, I went through this entire negative thought process of I am feeling anxious, I'm feeling alone, therefore I am alone, therefore I don't really have any friends, therefore I am just... It's fine. I'm okay on my own. I love being on my own. There's so many different things I can do on my own. Like, I went through this entire thought process of how I was feeling and experiencing... And then start to use my emotions as facts. And this is a big thing in therapy that I got taught. was like, don't look at your emotions as if they are the truth. Because you feel so many different emotions and not all of them. They're always all valid to feel those things. But not all of them are valid in terms of the truth. And this one wasn't. I... It was such a silly line of thought and it was only because I was feeling stressed and anxious and upset that that's why I was thinking that way. And I think in relationships as well, I think it's even easier to self-sabotage yourself because relationships, when you've had a bad, like when I think about my past relationships, when you've had a bad, painful experience... There is a sense of an expectation that's going to happen again. There is an expectation that you are going to feel that way again, that this is how you are, that that is going to happen, that they they are going to cheat on you. The, the person you're with is going to end up breaking up with you, that you don't fit in each other's lives, that it's going to be really like overwhelming. And I had this massively. And it's weird because even though when you heal from the past and even though when you have bad experiences and you do heal from it, those thoughts are still there. Those like little cracks in my character of who I think I am are so ingrained in my head. Like I really, like it's been years since all of that happened. And it hurts a lot because I sometimes just don't believe that I fit in places. I don't believe that I belong anywhere or that I have like, that like, I almost get so scared about the worst case scenario happening that I make the worst case scenario happen. I'll do things that make it happen because I'm just like, well, it's going to happen anyway. We may as well get it over and done with now. It's going to happen. I'll be like, I don't think we're going to fit in each other's lives. So we should break up. That is not, that's not healthy. (laughs) That is not a healthy mindset and it's not true either. And you're fully self-sabotaging this thing in yourself. And it's kind of like a sad thing to identify because it's almost like you're causing a drama when you didn't need to cause a drama. It feels like you're trying to cause a situation and I think about this, like it's not only, like I said, it's in friendships, relationships. I think you feel like you're causing a situation but you're not it's it, it's hard sometimes I don't I worry I feel like a bit crazy because I'm like is it all in my head like am I fully making this up and often with these situations where I'm feeling like it perpetuates a thought that I had a lot when I was a kid maybe maybe about like not fitting in or I'm feeling a bit lonely or I'm feeling out of place or I think I'm so scared of feeling air 
that I will overbalance like and overreact and then make it happen and then that's a really hard thing to deal with it's a really really tricky thing and I've noticed this a lot not only is this um in relationships and friendships but it is massive in the way that I deal with my workload and the way that I deal with university stress and everything like that like yesterday literally yesterday I was like I'm not going to get all my work done I'm not going to get it all done I haven't done enough today. I haven't done enough today. I'm going to fail. I feel really guilty. I should have done so much more today. I should like I should have done so many more things. And then I was just like, no, we're not doing this again. We did this for three years. We've done this for five years. I'm not. Education is not, not something I need to beat myself up about. I'm trying my hardest and I'm doing as much as I can. And that is enough. I will not fail because I haven't tried hard enough because I have tried as hard as I can and that is all that you need to do. Like, not doing one piece of work. I have this thing in my head where I have to do everything in order to think that I won't fail. Like, that's how it has to happen. And it's such a negative thought process because you don't have confidence in yourself. You have confidence that you haven't missed anything. You have confidence that you have done everything but not that you know it all. And I think that's really, that's not the good way for your mind to be. And I think this has been a big thing. Like the other day, I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. I'm not doing this. I'm allowed to have time off university. You, like Studying is not something that I use to beat myself up with. It's not something that I use to make myself feel guilty or sad or anything. I will try as hard as I can, but ultimately I will be okay. If at the end of this, it doesn't all go to plan, I will be okay. And I know I will be okay. And that is enough. And I just... It's something that this year I'm really, really quite like passionately thinking about because I do not, I know my mental health will get crippled if I suddenly start going down this like thought process of I can't do this, I don't, I can't do this, I, I should have done more work, I should be stressing, I should be going to all of these different clubs, I should be doing so much more than I already am, I'm not doing enough, I'm not worthy to be here and I think it's all of those types of thoughts that belittle your self-confidence even more, that just leave it really, it, it's just, it doesn't help anything. And I think these are kind of, these experiences of self-sabotaging, the first way that you need to deal with it is identifying the root issue. And this is what I've been like dealing with recently, is identifying the root issue as to why I feel that way. So I know with my negative self-talk about like my workload and how hard I'm trying and everything like that, that is to do with the fact that a lot of my self-worth has always been based off my ability to achieve academically. I know it's that. But I know after having a year out of education that I can do good things outside of uni, that there are other things to my character, that I could go on and I could go into tech if I wanted to, or I have the podcast, or I can get a job. There are so many other avenues other than education that you can go by that you will be successful whether or not you go... Like, Do you know what I mean? you as a person are enough and this is just a thing that you are trying harder and I think this is the first step if you also are struggling with self-sabotaging different experiences for yourself is identifying the root issue starting to have a sit-down conversation and asking yourself like why do I feel this way why do I feel this way what is it about myself that I am so overwhelmed with or find so anxiety inducing or the future like what is it about this that makes you feel that way because I promise you after you start to identify these things and you identify the thought processes it's so much easier to counteract them it's so much easier to argue against yourself it's so much easier to be more aware of what's going on inside your head because once you've started to identify the root issues 
you then can identify the negative self-talk that you talk about yourself with that like you belittle your self-confidence with you belittle your self-worth with all of these different things these different tools that you're using to kind of just chip away at yourself more which is really 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 damaging it's really damaging because you're knocking your confidence in your belief to do something and I think that's why identifying the root issue and identifying the negative thoughts surrounded them you almost start like start to see yourself as a project which is I've spoken about the dangers of this before, but for this situation, having that kind of an observer's glance on a situation, me looking in on my life saying, oh, she only values herself based on her ability to work or her ability to please others or something like that. And so when that isn't happening, when she's not getting a lot of like positive feedback on that, she's really hard on herself and she starts to beat herself up. And that's not healthy because that's not true. She's just making a situation out of nothing. And then once you know this about yourself, you can challenge your own thoughts. And exactly what I did the other day where I was like, I'm not doing this again. I tried as hard as I can and I'm not feeling guilty for not doing work. Like I've done as much as I can and that is enough. I am trying as hard as I can and that is enough. And that's why I think it's really important because I think this is also a thing that comes easier with like growing up and getting older because... As you get grow older, you start to gain a better understanding of who you are as a person. You start to gain more of a wellness awareness of yourself and of your pros and cons and weaknesses. And I think this is where this kind of knowledge of the self negative self talk is important because it helps you grow as a person because you gain a better awareness of yourself and you're better able to self soothe yourself. And I think that is all key skills to being able to be more independent and more confident in yourself because they all link back to each other and I just think it's important to be able to identify these areas of your life that you are self-sabotaging because they're often the areas you could do really well and they're often the areas that you are fine. I remember reading this paper about how addicted we are to stress and I've no I think it was also in the chimp paradox but it was speaking about how our brains are addicted to the stress of life Like, my brain is addicted to stress. So when things are going well, when things are going okay, I will start to second-guess myself and think that I can't do this anymore and that something's going to happen and that I'm missing something or that things aren't... Like, I I have the loveliest housemates, the loveliest housemates, and they are some of my closest friends, and I couldn't love them more. Yet I managed to convince myself that they didn't actually like me anymore and I was fully alone in London. And it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous because... That was all because of the way that I was talking to myself. And that was all because of the way that I was feeling I was using as truth. But after having the experience about studying and realising that I was doing the same thing for that, I'm now able to look on when I'm going through that thought process, challenging myself and realising that that is not the truth. And it's okay that I felt that way and having compassion for myself, but realising that that's not the be all and end all, that life goes on after that, that I am not how my feelings made me feel, if that makes sense. So if you are struggling with self-sabotaging the experiences for yourself, if you can see a repeated pattern where you're doing well in school, you're doing well in school, and then all of a sudden you start to fail and you don't know why. And for me, the self-sabotaging comes in the sense of I'll like maybe like ruin an experience for myself or I'll lose loads of sleep or get really anxious. I'll start overthinking things, but it could be things like you have a test coming up and you just decide to ignore it because you're so scared about failure that you'd rather avoid the issue or you are nervous about meeting new people and you organise to meet up for coffee and you're really excited about it and then last minute you cancel. 
or you're feeling lonely at the moment and again that goes into so you meet up with new friends and then you're so anxious about whether or not they'll like you that you cancel and these are all things that like they agree with that line of thought that you are lonely because it perpetuates you know it acts as a fact but you have caused that fact do you know what I mean it's not really a truth you've just created this truth to match your line of thinking and I think that's the kind of the first thing is realizing like what is the root issue of all of these different things what does all of these things have in common what is it is it do I am I a people pleaser do I have really low self-worth do I think I am going to fail am I really scared of failure what is the root issue And then you are better able to identify the negative self-talk relating to these issues that allow these facts to come up that perpetuate the root issue. It's kind of breaking that cycle. It's breaking the cycle of where you're going and what you're doing. And then when it does come up again, you're able to challenge yourself. And this is such an important part of growing up as a person because you're gaining more awareness of who you are and what you're doing. And that's growing up. And I think that's why it's really important. But on to your questions about this week's episode. So the questions that we had, I'm going to start with the anonymous questions and then we're going to move to the non-anonymous questions. I mean, it's all anonymous. I just don't know who you are. Hi, I always enjoy your podcast. How can I stop comparing myself with others? Comparison is such a horrible thing because it really makes you, it's like, like the whole thing of comparison, isn't it? It's like, it's the thief of all joy. And it so is. There's been so many times when I've been having a great time and then I'll see something on people's Instagram stories and I'll be like, oh my God. I'm having a terrible time. What am I doing with my life? It's it's such a self-sabotaging behaviour. You know what? This fits in very nicely with the podcast topic. Thank you. Um, I think stop comparing yourself to others when you realise that it has no impact on what you're doing with your life. It has no impact. It's not going to change anything. It's not going to improve anything. It, it like The benefits of it, I can't think of any. But the benefits of not doing it are massive. And I think... The biggest, I think you stop comparing yourself to others when you have more self-confidence in who you are and what you're doing. And I think that's really important. So I think the way to stop comparing yourself is to start working on your love for yourself and realising that you don't need to compare yourself for validation. I, I struggle with it massively. But I think realising that you're in your own lane and that no one else is going to be able to impact you, that you are swimming on your own, that comparing yourself will only make you feel basing your like how good or bad you feel on others is totally irrelevant because you are you're living your own life and it's not going to make any difference whatsoever so they think realizing that that is irrelevant on everything that's going on it's irrelevant whether they get a good grade or a bad grade it doesn't make your grade better or worse your grade stays the exact same so what's the point in doing it really there is no point and i think it's also realizing that you're not against everyone else you're not it's not you or them. You're in it together. Like they're both they're also just trying as hard as they can. And I think that also helps you stop comparing when you start seeing yourself as everyone else going through exactly what you are going through. Okay, next question. I'm currently sleeping with a guy who I know has another girl who's interested in him. I don't want a boyfriend at all. I just like the attention. I know when it ends it's gonna hurt, but I can't stop. I think with this type of situation with a guy <sighs> personally personally this is purely personal advice as well so you do whatever you want to do you do you okay it's your life you've got to be happy with your decision but I would say I that type of situation I don't enjoy I don't enjoy like it would make my self-confidence not feel great 
and I'd start to feel bad about myself and I'd start to be like, nah. and so I'd rather just leave the situation altogether. And I think deep down, you know that we should leave the situation. You know, it's not a good situation to be in. I mean, he's to be fair, you're sleeping with a guy and he has another girl who's interested in him. You probably have other guys that's interested in you and it's totally fine for that to happen. You haven't done anything wrong. They're not doing anything wrong either. I just think it sounds like it's going to get messy. It sounds like it has the potential to get messy and cause drama. But I, and I don't think that's the thing. And also, if you know you just like the attention, I think there's something to work on there. I think there's something that you could be focusing on more. If you spent the amount of time that you are spending with this person, and we all like attention, you're not alone in this. I'm not saying that in the slightest. Um, but obviously I think it, I think it's time to like maybe focus on you a little bit more if that makes sense I think I think it's time to spend as much time as you are thinking about this relationship to spend on yourself and realizing how great you are as a person so that you don't feel the need to crave attentions from others and it's a work in progress and I'm still struggling with it today but it's important right not gonna lie found this question really weird what is your take on homosexuality same-sex relationships and marriages like what do you mean what my take is obviously it's great like it's fine like I don't know I found that a bit of like a shocking question can't lie I was like what is your take on what do you mean like obviously I support them obviously I don't know I found it really weird to be honest I found that a very like why is that even a question obviously I support them obviously like obviously I, 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 I honestly I was I, I feel like I feel quite shocked I feel quite shocked about it like obviously I do I don't know it was just a bit of a bit of a weird question that a bit of a strange one obviously I support them obviously I don't I don't even know what else to say really just yeah yeah I, I honestly don't really know what else to say but yeah strange question strange question um okay on to the ones where we have got them oh wait sorry guys it's gonna take a second i need to get to my instagram go to the archives no i've gone on the wrong page whoops 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 whoops, whoops. oh no this is not gonna be good archive stories archive okay we're getting there we're getting there we're getting there we're getting there podcast questions there we go there we go guys it's deleted the questions I want to cry. I want to cry. Instagram to delete the questions, but I can remember one of them. And one of them was about burnout at university and working really, really hard, like trying really hard. And it always leads to burnout. Like, how can you stop this cycle? And it is literally what I've spoken about this entire podcast episode of self-sabotaging an experience for yourself. You are self-sabotaging university and you're self-sabotaging your learning experience because your self-worth is so related to learning. And I think that's what makes it so important is to not, is to, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're not, we're not doing, we're not, I don't want you guys to have burnout anymore. I've really struggled with burnout my entire life and I try way too hard and I get so overwhelmed and I don't think it's ever helped me. I think having a healthy balance is knowing like when you're working, when you're not working and having time off is important and it is okay and it is allowed and it is valid. And I think working on these beliefs inside your head that do you have to, like, how do you feel about something is really important. You know, I just, I think what, you don't need to work yourself to burn out to be valid. And I think that's really, really important. But on to the new things that I've done this week. 
Okay, really quick, I wasn't going to record anymore, but I just got some new questions in and I really like one of the questions. One of the questions is, am I self-sabotaging by being shy? I don't know how to be more outgoing and not so socially awkward. Um, You're not self-sabotaging by being shy. You're just more of, uh, I think the way that I think about it is because I'm also quite like a shy person, shockingly. (laughs) Like, I'm quite like an introvert. I don't like... I'm not good at being with people all of the time. I have to be very, like, a certain way. And I think the thing that I found really helpful is suddenly... Oh, sorry, Carl's getting past. Is starting to think differently about the fact that I'm not... You're not sabotaging yourself by being shy. But you've just got to make sure that you find activities that you really enjoy and that you're not just staying in your comfort zone. Because I know sometimes that I can... Like, for example, there was a thing I was meant to go to on Friday, but I was just feeling really overwhelmed with everything, like, really overwhelmed with life. And so I didn't go to the thing I was meant to go to because I just needed a bit of time. And I ended up having, like, a really nice time one-on-one with my flatmate. And sometimes when I'm feeling that way, when I'm feeling overwhelmed with life, when I'm feeling like it's just a little bit much, it's like changing the social plan to be something that's going to be nicer for me to enjoy, that I'll enjoy more. And I think that's really important. When you are feeling shy, when you are a bit more of an introverted person, you're not self-sabotaging yourself by being shy, but it's still about, like, pushing yourself a bit out of your comfort zone and making sure that you do things that support this new type of, like, push yourself out of your comfort zone, because it's really easy to stay in your comfort zone when you are shy, because you don't want to do things, but giving yourself different activities to do really helps, like, okay, I don't feel mentally prepped to go on a big group outing, but I could go to, um, like, I could go for a drink at the pub with one of my best friends, I'm going to do that instead, and I think also it's about being compassionate and loving towards yourself and realize you're not self-sabotaging yourself if you don't want to do something but you know deep down when you know when something is right and isn't right you know if it's like what you're doing or if you're hiding from something and I think that's really important what do you do when you find yourself self-sabotaging I change my thought processes recently I've been thinking a lot about how my brain works and I think I can be really negative towards myself and so by acknowledging, as I said throughout this podcast episode, acknowledging when I do self-sabotage, acknowledging these thoughts, acknowledging, that's not a word, acknowledging these thoughts that are limiting and make me feel worse is really important. How do I stop constantly beating myself up for a mistake I made years ago? I think the main thing is realising that you've grown, is realising that you as a person have changed and you've grown from the mistake and having compassion for yourself in that moment because you understand the reasons why you made that mistake and going forward you know you're not going to repeat them I think gaining I think facing up to it because there's been things that I've done like even like not even that bad things just like things I'm like that was really embarrassing it's just looking at it and actually thinking out about it and being like it wasn't that bad or I've made amends or I have grown from it and I've apologised and I've grown from it and just facing up to it. I think the thing about when you don't forgive yourself for a mistake you made years ago, I think it often comes from a hiding behind what the real issue was, a hiding behind you don't want to face up to reality and that's why you can't forgive yourself is because you're not looking it in the face and thinking, yep, I did that and it's shocking and I'm ashamed of myself but I've grown as a person and I think that forgiveness comes a lot from knowing that you have grown as a person and I think that's really important but yeah anyway I just saw those three questions and I really liked them so I wanted to record a little bit of an extra extra let me check there wasn't any more yeah a little bit of an extra one well final one when have your intrusive thoughts taken the better of me last week when I was sobbing down the phone to my mum literally just sobbing and I was like maybe I can't do the podcast anymore maybe I can't do this career path maybe I can't do my degree maybe I can't do this, maybe this is not what's meant for me. Last week was really hard. Um, It's just like, I don't know, like I just find it hard sometimes because I don't know what, 
I find it really overwhelming. Like, I find the future and, like, where I'm going with everything kind of overwhelming at points. And then I kind of get a bit in my own head about it of, like, what... How is this all going to fit together? Like, am I even smart enough to be on this course? Am I just going to fail? Like, am I just investing in my failure currently? And now it's like, it was a hard week. Because when you start second-guessing, like, when you have all these intrusive thoughts about whether what you're doing is right, like, it wasn't only that that I was second-guessing, but I was second-guessing the podcast, second-guessing the social media side of everything. Because I was like, recently, it hasn't been growing as fast as it was, like, a while ago. And I was just like, is it even worth it? Like, is it? And deep down, I knew it was worth it, but, yeah... Last week, the intrusive thoughts were bad, but I learned from it and I'm proud of myself for doing that. But anyway, onto the new things actually this time. So, the new things I have done this week is starting my new book. I am, I am obsessed. It's really good. It's called The Storyteller, The Life and Tales Music of Dave Grohl. I wanted to buy this when I was going to Bali. I should have bought this on my way to Bali. And it's brilliant. It's really, really good. I, the way it's written, oh, I just really like it. Honestly, the current book, like the book club, by the way, if you are interested in joining the book club, you need to join the Geneva group chat, which I'm going to link in the like little linky thing below. You need to join the group chat because then I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to leave until like, I think I'm going to do the book club middle of December. I'm going to leave people time to sign up like over the next few weeks, but we're doing one day. One day is our book club for this week for this month or like for this section I don't know maybe two I don't know but like one day is this book is the book that we are doing I'm gonna say it one more time one day so please start reading that and then we can all discuss at a time when we all think everyone's ready and everyone is ready but this book oh, the way it's written is beautiful and it's not like an autobiography it is an autobiography but it's written so well that I'm obsessed and I would definitely recommend that you all watch it other things that I've been doing this week new things I've just been working, not gonna lie. I had work and that was not fun. Like other new things, honestly, this book is is the big one. It is the big one. I've been doing the Pilates series still by Bailey Brown and I really like it. So if you're looking for something, because at the moment I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to do all of these things, but I do have time to do 10 minutes or 20 minutes in the morning. And so I've been doing the Bailey Brown like workout. She has like a five day plan thing and I've just been doing that. They're really good. Would recommend if you're just looking for like a little quick thing, would recommend you do it but I need to go and do my makeup because I'm gonna go for a bagel I think I'm gonna get cream cheese and salmon which is gonna be really nice I'm excited smoke salmon that is obviously 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 um but yeah I hope you'll have a lovely week thank you for being here if you would like to join the Geneva community it's not just for the book club it's for I post journal prompts on there we chat about the podcast episodes it's just a way better way for me to interact with everyone um because like Instagram, I, I sometimes get distracted, like I'll, I'm just bad at replying. So it's a really good way for us all to interact on there together. Um, and I want to create a community on there where you guys can also all chat. Like I don't want it always just be like me and you, because I feel like we're all so similar that everyone would get on really well. And I would really like it if you joined. So please join. Um, also follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod. Thank you for listening. If it is possible for you to give me a five star review and subscribe. I'm really asking for a lot from you guys today. I'm very sorry, but like, if possible, it massively helps boost the podcast and helps other people to find me. Like if you subscribe, I don't know what it does, but it like boosts my algorithm. So then it pops up on more people's pages. And I would really like to hit 400 listeners by Christmas. That would be the dream. Oh yeah. If you could share it with anyone so I could get to that number, would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> but I hope you've all had a lovely weekend and I can't wait to speak to you next week. Okay. Love you. Bye.